RadioInfluence.com. You go to the doctor to take care of your body. Do you know there is more to your well-being than your physical body? How do you keep your soul and spirit healthy and hearty? Do you know that your overall health is finding the balance between your spirit, mind, and body? Spirit, Soul, and Doctor by Dr. Ben Israel brings life to all your compartments and makes you find the balance between the multidimensional components that you are made of. Your aura, your desire, your emotions, and your physical body comes to power and enlightenment in Spirit, Soul, and Doctor Show. Take care of yourself. Increase your vibration. Invigorate your body naturally. Find your balance. Be your best at all times. Now, Spirit, Soul, and Doctor by Dr. Ben Israel. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spirit, Soul, and Doctor Show again. It's an exciting moment, an exciting day today. My name is Dr. Ben Israel. And today we are having a very wonderful show, a very great uh, opportunity to learn, to be completely who we are, spirit, soul, and body. And of course, sinking in all the different components that we are and becoming all that we are supposed to be or we are born to be. Today is an exciting section. Today we have two guests in the house. Uh, Mr. Patrick McCain was with us last week sharing the ergonomic wisdom to balancing our body and how the positioning of our body leads to how we feel, how that leads into wellness. And today again, we are going to be having him in the house to share again the next level to the ergonomic wisdom. And he will, it's going to be an exciting moment. We're going to be having an interview with him, Mr. Patrick McGann. And another great man who has been in the field of healing, in the field of wellness, in the last 40 years of his life. It's a very vast individual, it's a spiritual healer, it's a spirit leader, and it's also a natural path. And that is Dr. Michael Bryce. Dr. Michael Rice will be talking to us today, will be giving us wisdom. Uh, he's a man who has ministered to so many people across this nation, and also uh, outside the nation, he has he's impacted so many lives, he has changed uh, many perspectives as far as spiritual understanding is concerned. Remember, the spirit, the soul, and the body are all interwoven. And when you are balanced, for you to be a centered person and a balanced individual, it is very, very important for us to attain that level of subscribing to the spirit, the soul, and the body. Understanding who our spirit self is, understanding who we are from the realm of emotion, that is our soul, and of course understanding, having a full understanding of how our body, our anatomy, the physiology, and everything that makes up our body works. So Dr. Rice has spent a lot of his life teaching people and in understanding both the spirit aspect the soul aspect, the emotional aspect, and of course the body, how the body works. So it's it's a very exciting moment here today. Uh, we are going to be learning all of these components and all of this wisdom in today's episode of Spirit, Soul, and Body. 
And I was just share. I would like to share with us about what uh, the level of healing. When we talk about healing, whether it is an emotional healing, whether it is a spiritual healing, or a physical healing, there are the three different. There are four different levels to all of these pathways, and. The fourth level of healing is what I call the enlightenment level. The first level of healing is the knowledge. The second level is the insight. Why the third level is guidance, right? You go to one doctor. The doctor couldn't even do a diagnosis of exactly what is wrong with you. He's a doctor. All doctors, medical allopathic medical doctors went to the same school, learned the same thing to become doctors. But you'll find out that one doctor does not even have the ability to be able to diagnose your sec- uh, your 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 situation you go to the second one for a second opinion and you find out that that, doc- that individual went beyond what your first encounter was and this doctor is able to find out what was wrong with you, what the first doctor did not find out that is the level of insight and guidance and that's the second level and the third level you know that a healer can be in or can attain, but there is the third level, which is the level. Uh, the third level, which is the level of guidance, is not only just finding out what the diagnosis is, but being able to understand what is it, what is the right prescription, what is the right recommendation, what is the right way to go about to address the situation. And the fourth level, of course, is the enlightenment. The enlightenment is the level where not only are you able to know what the recommendation is, you are also able to execute and to implement. So today we are going to be talking about God's frequency. Uh, We're also going to be talking about the third level and the fourth level. You know, everything that we discuss in this show is the third and the fourth level of healing, not just the knowledge, not just the insight, but also the execution of bringing all of that knowledge and all of that insight and all of that guidance together to achieve a total healing. So we're going to be talking about God's frequency. Uh, And next, we are going to be having an interview. I'm going to be jumping in with first, our very first guest on the show, uh, Mr. Patrick McGain, talking about God's frequency and, of course, uh, the economic wisdom to total fullness welcome back to spirit soul and doctor uh again this is dr ben israel uh exciting moment here discussing god's frequency um and i have with me uh here in the studio uh mr patrick mcgann uh we are going to be talking about god's frequency and knowing that that is actually the frequency that we turn into to become everything that we are. We're not trying to become anything. And, you know, I answer this question so many times when people ask, what what, do you, what are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to become? I say, no, I'm not really trying to become anything. Mm-hmm. I have become everything that I'm supposed to become. I am just trying to expand into that which I already am. Uh, <laughs> it reminds me of Michelangelo, Michelangelo's chipping away at the statue, take away what yeah. doesn't belong there. Right. So keep keep your structure and your ego and all of your things here, but gain where you came from back. 
Absolutely. The, the and, cosmos, the whole thing. And I haven't <laughs> read that quote before. And that absolutely aligned with that quote. And when you get to that point where you are alight and you truly know where you come from, you know that your spiritual self is the real self, that your spiritual self is the pure field, is the pure self, is the God self, you know, and that when we were formed, we were formed in the nature of God, in the form of God, we have the wholeness of the capability, the ability, the senses, the sensitivity, the power of God packed on the inside of us. And uh, when we come to this world, that we enter the world, that we interact with all the modalities and all the factors, the environment and everything that we go through, then there is a dividing line between that which we really like. It's almost like diminishing effect, right? That nature of God in us that was giving birth to, it's almost like Adam in the Garden of Eden becoming the very pure person made by God and he's just in the pure and he ate the fruit. <laughs> so we eat that fruit when we come here in this world. When we get here, it's when we eat that fruit. And the bigger bite we get into that fruit, the more diminished that nature of God, that God in us, that which we truly are, you know, becomes. And uh, what we actually have responsibility to do, it's nothing but to find that which we we're actually born to be, and that is the God's frequency, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I made an analogy uh, on the third episode of this show that frequency, what you hear, or what you sense, or what you feel, or what you express, is determined by the frequency that you turn into mm-hmm. a it, tune. Yeah, it's the tuning. It's the tuning. Uh, one of one of five point seven plays, for example, country music. You want right. to hear country music? That's tuned to that frequency. Effortlessly, you hear country music. Right. Ninety seven point five plays rap music. Just tuning effortlessly. There is no struggle. Just tune into that frequency, and you will listen. That would determine the feedback that you get. And 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 I think that is what life is all about. And when you find the centralized you, the basic you, the peaceful you, the genius you, uh-huh. <laughs> the wealthy you, uh, you, you, you find that peace. And that is why it is very important for us to discover how to increase the frequency of God and God's frequency among us uh-huh. and within us. And, the, and, the, and, that, and that becomes the total the totality of who we are, whether it's spiritually, mm-hmm. physically, in our body, and of course, mentally in our mind. And that is very important. It brings up a lot of different things for me. Well, going, I'm going to work backwards on it if it's all right with you. So, Absolutely. So I was thinking about the frequencies of God, because I'm not sure about all that, but the, what comes to mind is um, just when you let go of your mind, then that still quiet voice that you're not even sure about is a frequency of God that just inputs and you don't even know it's inputting. And then next thing you know, if you go there, if there's a thing I think in transcendental meditation they were doing where you think about what you want, your desire, and then let go and meditate. 
Okay, and then it comes about effortlessly. Yep. So it's all about letting go of the effort. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next thing comes backwards, back to the beginning, was when you talked about Adam and Eve, because most, I think that all the old things, a lot of people take them very literally, but I think for me, I, I don't. I look to see what the meaning was, and I think that the meanings and stories that were given were because you just can't put all this into words. So you give a story, and there, as you relax and let go, you can get deeper meanings and higher meanings from it. When I look at Adam and Eve, it said, eat of the tree of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. So coupling that in my mind with my experiences, I read a lot about a guy named Hermes Trismegistus that said, you have the Godhead, the one, and -hmm. then when you made the engine God as a child of God come into being, he creates you or he, she creates you, however it is, whatever concepts you, you know, are best for you. Then you are coming, when you come here, you come into the mental realm of creation. It takes mental, it takes left, right, plus, minus, good, bad, evil, which let me switch that to just, mm-hmm. that's called, it's written, just the word live backwards. So let's just call it not a heavy duty thing like sin and guilt, but just yep. live backwards or live forwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> forwards is love. That's who and what you are. Yeah. The sun shines on everybody. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of what it says about God. Mm-hmm. Gives to the good and evil forever and ever. So yeah. whoever's living backwards gets life energy and from the sun that supports the whole planet and everything you have comes from it in every way, shape and form. So it's like, it just never stops. And then you're given free will. So a lot of us need to learn, like I did, a lot of stuff <laughs> to go into a lot of friction and pain and suffering and everything to tell I'm tired of that. And now I go, okay, well, I think I'd like to be at peace, which I've never known yeah. up till recently. The, there was a thing called um, the peace that passes all understanding. Yeah. I was doing some alignment work with my own body because... Due to my belief systems, my programs, my genetics, my whatever, I created a life that was really intense and over to the left and over to the right, not in the center. And I knew how to center, but I only did it for a little short periods of time. So I'm wanting to do it more and more and more and live joyfully, lovingly, happily for the rest of my life and in peace. In that search, I was aligning my lumbar spine about two weeks ago and when it lined up with the rest of my spine to a higher degree than it ever had before, magic happened, and I felt the first time in my life, peace, the path is all understanding. I haven't achieved it again yet. That's awesome. I know where it is. That's awesome. And there's two things that divides my mind on this, and then I'll shut up. Yeah. <laughs> and one yeah. is that um, it took the alignment of my spine to do it because the body and the spine, spine's like an antenna for receiving and it is. also putting. So if I'm, for example, if I'm angry, I'm going to be d- bent down and forward. If I'm depressed, I'll be bent down and forward in a little bit different kind of way. Yep. You know, one will be tight and one will be loose. Um, so if I'm living off center, off, off in the left or the right or the right or the wrong, mm-hmm. with all these judgments that I have yeah. and I'm applying them to others, yeah. It's going to make me sick because I have anger and it makes poison and all my cells in my body are poisoned. And So I really like this movement um, towards center. 
towards Absolutely. peace, towards Absolutely. joy and love and celebration of life and yeah. thrive instead of survive, which right. <laughs> most of us are doing. Absolutely. Right. And you know, and you know, you talk about the peace that surpasses our understanding. The Bible talks about the peace of God mm-hmm. that surpasses again back to God, back mm-hmm. to that spirit, right? Back to mm-hmm. the spiritual thing. That that peace doesn't come from anywhere. It comes from God. And we come from God, right? So that's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talk about Jesus as the wisdom of God. Describe mm-hmm. Jesus, that Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God. And in John chapter 1 and verse 4, the Bible talk about Jesus, that in him is peace. In him is life. And the life is the light. So life is the light. Light. You know, so what you found there in an, in, in that in a physical demonstration, adjusting your number immerses your entire body into mm. that peaceful feeling. Right. You know, so you found the light. Through alignment to it. Through alignment to it and the life. Jesus is the life. And the life is the light of all men. The Bible said all men. So, which means it's it's not belonging to a sect, an ethnicity, a geography. All men, all men is all men. Heat of Afghanistan, all men. North America, all men. Australia, all men. United Kingdom, all men. Africa, all men. Eskimo. (laughs) Eskimo, all men. It's the life of all men. So you see the pe- the life and the light. So whenever anyone, it doesn't matter what their geography is, what their ethnicity is, where they belong, where they don't belong, what they have in their bank account, what they don't have in their bank account, how educated they have, or whether they've never sit in a classroom before or they have triple doctoral degrees, it doesn't matter. All men, that peace and the life is accessible to all men. It brought a lot up for me. <laughs> one, one is, is he said, "Ye shall do these things and even more." Yeah. Another thing in the Bible says um, that was left out of one Bible, but it says, "Know ye not that you're gods?" And small g. Well, yeah. in a better interpretation, might be in our day. Yeah. Know ye not that you're creators? You're made in the image of God. You're creator, given free will yeah. to create, learn the hard way, or line up with God's love, be the love you are, and it's easy. Yep. yep. And how do you find that life? And again, you see, because the word, the life and the light of all men comes into play. So you have to always ask yourself, this decision I'm making right now, this thought I'm thinking in my head right now, how I see myself and how I see the next person to me, does it have a correlation to life or darkness? There is light, there is darkness. And many times when we accumulate this emotion, these negative emotions within us, this mm-hmm. negative thought image of ourselves, negative image about all the other person, that is how we accumulate that darkness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is the darkness that now mm-hmm. expresses itself in form of pain, in form of sickness and disease and cancer and whatever it is that we go through physically is an expression of that darkness. Yes, absolutely. And then the part of life has been shown, the life and the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can we can transmute, you know, everything that's happening in our body, everything that's happening in the soul level, in the mind level, in the body level, just by choosing the light. 
What a, can I say what that brought up for me? Absolutely, go ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, we have programs like a computer, belief systems, yep. and they are in our unconscious mind. Some of them are genetically given to us that are yep. traits in our family, et cetera. I think it is our job to release the ones that block the light. Many of them block the light, and the majority of them are in what's survival. And I think the things I think Jesus taught, he said, follow me. He didn't say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, you know, he did say you're forgiven. Yep. No more guilt. Absolutely. Don't play guilt. So when you play guilt on yourself, stop. There you go. You know, accept the forgiveness. Stop being. That's darkness. That's again. That's darkness. Yeah. And many times, so people, many religious people, and that's why you cannot be religious and spiritual at the same time. Religious ah, people ah, think ah. for you to be close to God, for you to be spiritual, and for you to be quote and unquote humble, you have to be guilty. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah. You know, religion taught us many times that being guilty, feeling guilt, the sense of guilt is humility. No, guilt is not mm, humility. Not humility. <laughs> you know, so, oh, I'm humble, me humble sinner, me, I, I, my naughty my self, my useless self. No, that's not humility. Mm -hmm. That's darkness. That's not life. I think what happened was Jesus, Jesus taught love and he taught letting go of fear of death yeah. himself. He showed you how to do it. And, Absolutely. And he, forget, and he said, you know, they don't know what they're doing, so forgive them, you know, let, them, let it go. And he just dropped judgment, and he was friends with all the whores, prostitutes, you know, whatever. Absolutely. But if you were blocking yourself from love by your greed or your need for power, which is money, Absolutely. if you don't have love in it, um, then you're not going to get in there. You're not going to get into the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of joy and love and happiness and dancing yes, with sir. each other. So, yes, sir. So I say, you know, we identify these belief systems and programs by when we're upset and angry. Think about that your chemistry's change, your endocrine system is pouring out poison all over your body, and you want to do that to yourself. And does the other person get as affected as you? No way. They don't. Mm -hmm. They, <laughs> Mike Rice, Doctor Mike Rice says, is carbon copy. If <laughs> they get the carbon copy, it doesn't affect them much compared to absolutely. To you. You're really killing yourself by Absolutely. that negative judgment. Now, I had negative judgments, for example, um, about, you know, that I thought a good thing. I read some books about what the people in the past did in the old days to be great people to each other. And one was to be on time. So, uh, or you're stealing their time. So you knock on the door for an appointment, write it on the time, uh -huh. get there early, prep, and be on time. So I got that belief system in myself, and mm -hmm. then I went in the military, and I got it where it was life or death, whether mm -hmm. you you know got your troops to the copters on time or everybody moved in time. Or, you know, a second makes a difference. Absolutely. So it's like then it got programmed and stronger. So then that's my belief systems and my reality, and I start projecting on other people, judging them. Oh, you're late. You stole yep. 15 minutes of my time. Yeah. Well, that. that I, my chemistry didn't like that at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm killing myself. You will feel even within yourself. And you see, and that's the power of, again, light and darkness, love and hate. Two right. things exist in this world. When you express that love, I like the fact that you say you recognize, not you, you just say, because many people don't recognize it. Many times we don't recognize we it. Right. What we feel when you express love mm -hmm. is joy, mm -hmm. is happiness, is it's, it's, uh, 
is adrenaline. Adre- it's a high. Family. It's a high, right? When you yeah. express love. There's a bunch of chemistry. <laughs> a bunch of, a bunch chemistry. of chemistry happening. Yeah. And when you do the opposite of what love is, you will feel it within your body. If you pay a attention to chemistry. it. Yeah. If you pay attention to it, you, you feel that it's, it's self-poisoning. It really is. It is. It really is. So in my path, you know, and everybody's different. And so for me, I'm, I was just working on letting go of any judgment I had. I would say to myself, well, that's what's right for me. But it's not right for other people. Why would I impose my belief systems and judgment on others? Because it poisons me when I do. And if I want to be in love and joy and happiness, I need to let go of what's right for them. Um, putting that out. So I've been doing that better and better and better. And I'm getting coming to more joy and more happiness all the time. Yes, sir. And uh, But then listening to you today when we were talking on the way over on the phone, it's like what I got was if you really want to go to the highest level of union with yourself and God, mm-hmm. uh, you got to let go of all judgment. You have to. And that all judgments are belief systems or programs like a computer yeah. in the unconscious mind. When they come to the surface and you see them and hear them and feel them, you know that they're not of love. You know they're the wrong direction and they're killing you and they're aging you. And that's where I believe aging comes from. Absolutely. Most all of it. Absolutely. And so if you want to be younger and grow younger as you grow older, chronologically you can be older, but you could be growing younger. Inside out. You, yeah, from inside the inside out. out. Inside out. And, uh, so, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and and it's that judgment because, you know, I, I, I love the Bible, and, and the Bible really expresses the fundamentals to everything that life entails, really. If you truly understand the Bible, not as a theologian, <laughs> not as a theologian, remember, theologians try to study God. Right? <laughs> when you study it without being open, yeah, because somebody else boxed you in due to their fear, there's two things that went wrong in the religions my opinion, number one, here are these wondrous teachers, you know, and then yeah. Jesus above all, in my opinion. Yes. And so they come along and they teach something like sacrifice, love, wash the other person's foot, feet, yeah. you know, like I'm going to take care of you. I'm not putting myself up above you. Yeah. But then humanity, having been under heavy duty, you know, survival and terrible things, Yeah. everybody was like, you know, I need power. I need power over others. And I'm watching some movie on TV called Rain. It's terrible. Those the poor people that are in charge of everything, yeah. the power people, they're all going against each other, killing each other, and plotting on each other, and trying to plot to stay alive. And who's in power? And yep. and the people on the bottom are just getting affected terribly. And it's still going on today. But then, even the Catholic Church to have power over, in my opinion, I've been told. Mike, Doctor Mike Rice told me this one, and I think he's right. They the uh, what do you call the pagans were very strong healthy people and if you i looked at a tv thing where they had people go back and live like they did in the in the 1300s 1200s on a farm and they would get big gashes in their arm and it would heal you know if they just worked and didn't have all this negativity we're running today they just healed and everything and and they got healthier and healthier and healthier so it's like how can you explain that uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, but anyway, though that was because my explanation is that they are one with nature more. They're out yeah. in nature. They're looking at what some re- pagan religions and things call 
the feminine aspect of God, creation, God's creation. Assessing, God's creation is I, again, so beautiful. It's assessing that God and, side of you. And they're exercising. So I look at exercise and I think we need to give new concepts to exercise for people because exercise means X, take away, cut away, take it out. And so exercise, mm. most people think exercise That's insightful. is to gain power. <laughs> And mm -hmm. power is just point A to point B. Real strength has resilience, mm -hmm. re ability to return where you were, yeah. long uh, endurance. It has agility and coordination. That's real strength. Absolutely. And real strength doesn't need muscular power. Real strength is love. Absolutely. Strongest man that ever lived, right? Absolutely. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Jesus is an embodiment. You know, is the embodiment of the wisdom of God. You know, and, and there was one time he was casting out devils and throwing again, throwing away the power of darkness, bringing light into the world, which we are all created to be. We are the light of the world. Every single one of us, we're the light of the world. We have that aroma. The more we become, the more we access the spiritual side part of us, the more we become the center, so the centralized individual who we were born to be from the beginning, the more that light shines, right? You don't even need to talk about it. You don't even need to, you don't need to announce it. You don't need to, you don't need to broadcast it. That light will be seen. And again, it may be ignored. It may not be acknowledged, but it cannot be denied. Right? Mm, right that that light may not be acknowledged but the denial of it is not because evidentially you have on the inside out what you have on the inside is what you ooze out and what you ooze out cannot be uh, denied it may be ignored but it cannot be denied and so jesus um and and, and one of one of the things uh, word that jesus said that really 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 fascinates me and give me a deep understanding into knowing that every single one of has the power of God. So when he was casting out demons, the, the Sadducees and the Philistines, this is disciples. Mm -hmm. They accuse him of casting out the devil by the devil. Ah, oh, he was ah, using the ah, power of Bezalel, ah, the power ah. of Babel. This is what he using to cast that devil. And Jesus looked, looked, looked at them and he gave them an answer. And the answer Jesus gave to them, you would think is the kind of an answer that they would give to his disciples. But no, he didn't give that answer to his disciples. He gave this answer to people who do not believe in him. Mm -hmm. And look at, look at the answer he gave. He said, if I, by the finger of God, cast out devil, he said, know that the kingdom of God is inside you. He didn't say that to his disciples. This end word that he said to he said it to the unbeliever. People who I just accuse people just accused him. They right. just spread a rumor about him. They just spread a narrative about him that is negative. And here is Jesus turning around to tell them that listen, that kingdom of God is inside you. Mm -hmm. If I'm not using the devil, if I'm not using a, a, a negative power to do this work, then know that what Jesus is telling you that you also have that power mm -hmm. to use the same power of God that I used to cast that devil in you. <laughs> That's what Jesus just told them. Uh -huh. You would think that that power only belongs to the disciples, no. uh, the church goers, the temple goers, the ones who go to the forest uh, to, to meet with the spirit and 80 days and 80 nights fasting and praying. No. Jesus told the unbelievers who did not believe in him. Yeah, everybody. That the kingdom of God is inside you. And everyone. 
You just got to peel off the layers That's of fear it. and survival consciousness. It's <laughs> their belief system that make them think the way they think, spread the type of narrative that they spread, have the type of opinion that they have about Jesus, casting out devil. It's because of their belief system. Again, like you said, you talk about the belief system. You talk about the judgment. They judge them based yeah. on what they already know, what based on what they have been taught by the religious pathway. There's what went wrong with religion was. There, my opinion, when they were in power, and if they let go and went in his direction, they lose power, they lose their position, they lose who they are. And the same, it happened in archaeology. It happened in every church, but every every. But we're all creators with choice. So there's like even in a Christian, there's like way how many denominations split off who believe this or that or different. You know, seven day Adventists doing one thing. Baptists are doing another thing. But for me, um, I found, like, I went around, I tried out 39 churches <laughs> 35 years ago in this county. And I found hardly any of them back then were following what Jesus said to do, follow me. Uh, now I find that the light keeps coming and people keep opening and more and more and more love and more following of Jesus, what he taught, is happening in all those churches. At the time, I used to go to a, I went to this big Baptist church, and they preached from fear. You know, hellfire, damnation, get saved right now, or you're going to hell and burn forever. <laughs> you know, to me, I learned at 19 that if I got angry enough, I burned inside. I was hot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hothead. They call it a hothead, right? Isn't that true? So I was in a literal <laughs> hell right here and now. Uh -huh. He said, the kingdom of heaven's at hand. So is the kingdom of hell. Yeah. Right now, right here. Just yeah. get angry, yeah. be judgmental, yeah. and you're in hell. Yeah. <laughs> Already. Right. You know, and, and, and that's why that, that young man that came to Jesus tried to be religious. You know, I've obeyed Ten Commandments. I've done mm -hmm. everything. I've done everything. Jesus told me, he said, listen, you're not far from the kingdom. Not far. You're not far. He said you're so close to the kingdom. So really, to assess the spiritual self, to become who you're created to be, to become God-like, doesn't need a lot of work and exercise. It just needs, again, talking about God's frequency and awareness. Take a pause. Uh -huh. Just become aware that there is light, there is darkness, there is love, and there is hate. Where do you belong? Every thought you're thinking, every action you're thinking, every word you're offering, every step you're thinking, where do I belong within these two forces? You know, and, and I think it doesn't take much effort. It doesn't take a lot of rituals and sacrifice to really do that quantum leap from one side to the other. Jesus said, you're not far from the kingdom. You're so close to the kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and talking about God's frequency, love is the foundation. God is love. And next is the awareness. Take a pause. You know, go, 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 go. Take a pause. Whether it's a daily practice, you know, within the day, it can start with 10 minutes of quiet time. Mm -hmm. Let the real you talk to you. I like, I, let, let, let the God inside you talk to you. Mm -hmm. And it only is a practice when you do it 10, 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day, 30 minutes today and it increased to an hour depending on how much time you have and you, uh -huh. you and eventually it becomes a lifestyle that you don't even necessarily to physically pause it becomes how you live it becomes a lifestyle and i think becoming that awareness and returning and returning it doesn't take much time it doesn't take much effort every one of us is so close to the kingdom <laughs> we're so close to the kingdom and we have that kingdom on the inside of us we just need to access it 
And that's exactly how we become closer and tune into God's frequency. Isn't that wonderful? It is. Absolutely <laughs> beautiful. Awesome, awesome. So Greg, let's let's go on to the ergonomic wisdom and to the body side, the doctor side. Um I am going to uh we're going to be attentive to you now, uh, Mr. McGain, uh-huh. to learn an ergonomic wisdom. What's the wisdom that you have for us today? As as in, what is it that we can do on a daily basis ergonomically, ergonomically? to attain a true wellness and true consciousness of, of who we are? I'll just go through the things that have come to me today or, or whatever comes up. So first is, let go of posturing, let go of effort, let go of tightening muscles to fight how your body expressed it today. So if I'm washing dishes, I may get a short front, I may have a head forward, and I may have um, shortened chest tissues, mm-hmm. and they'll go into a set pattern. Okay. So it's not about tight, you know, the guy, a guy today I was showing, he was like, he tried to posture up and he pulled back and I could see the pain that it was creating. I said, you know, your girlfriend told you to do that. Put your shoulders back, put your head back. Does it hurt? <laughs> he said, yeah. I said, stop it. <laughs> Don't. So I'm in teaching ergonomics, erg says units of force. And this is actually off according to the true definition of ergonomics, according to the dictionary. But it's root, ca- root you know, mm-hmm. big Greek, I think. But erg says units of force. And mm-hmm. in measuring those units of force, then you have economy. So you want to e- economize. So um, I think a good thing to do first, and you have to do what's right for you according to where you're at. So I'll give different ideas and you see if you can apply one. You can know everything in the world as I know a lot about ergonomics, but I did not apply for a long time. Certain conditions I went off and created havoc in my life and forgot it for five or 10 years. (laughs) Did depression instead, right? (laughs) So first you might think like an overlay for just thought life would be, Least effort in all things at all times. Okay? Absolutely. So then you just keep that in mind, and you'll begin to do things effortlessly, less and less and less. And if you have a table, a workbench that you're leaning forward on, mm-hmm. you know, like a construction guy, well, instead of bending over, how about putting some concrete blocks eight inches on, bring it up to level? Same thing with a computer screen. Uh, ergonomics Online has a, a lot of big mistakes, and even a really great lady who's a prof- professional teacher of ergonomics and works in that rehabilitation area is missing the the center line. She's missing it in everything. I took a course from her and I tried to point out to her and she couldn't see it that everybody's head was forward Mm -hmm. from a 16th of an inch to a quarter inch. If your head's forward and you try to straighten it out though, that's Mm -hmm. a big mistake. What you want to do is get some cushions and put them in, to lean back, if you're mm-hmm. round, sh- like I have wide shoulders and short right. arms. So I did body work for say 45 years, restructuring people, mm-hmm. sculpturing their body, releasing, and that's key word. So we don't wanna work at ergonomics. We want to release what's holding us back. Same in Absolutely. spiritual. So the parallel is what, just let go of what's holding you back. Well, let go of what's blocking. If it's got you angry, well, see how you can let go of the judgment. We'll go off ergonomics for a second because let's say I'm angry with somebody and I have a judgment, then I'm going to pull down and forward. 
and I'm going to tighten the muscles in my chest and maybe my upper abdomen there. My head's going to project, and if I do it enough, uh, it's going to really mess me up for anything other than that feeling, which is hell. And until maybe I need to look at this person I'm judging, what kind of childhood did they have? So I'm starting to reroute it. So how can I let go? Did I step in their shoes? Did I live their childhood? Were they tortured as a child? Were they locked in a basement? Were they sexually abused? (laughs) Were they brought up by people who never touched them? Were they drug babies and never got any touch? And then they were, you know, not getting touched in the hospital. And that makes for very ill people Mm -hmm. who don't have empathy. So therefore, this fellow that doesn't have empathy, what kind of hell did he go through Mm. when he was growing up? And so I could start releasing my judgments of another person trying to find out what hurt them, you know. And I've seen somebody who, young kid, had no empathy, and he was a drug baby. Um, And what he did, his parents left him for almost two years going out and getting drugs and alcohol. So he got no touch, no love, and he was alone. So what did he do when he grew up when he was 14, 15? He deliberately caused hell and havoc with everybody. Mm-hmm. Deliberately got him upset. Why? To get intensity to feel alive. If you go into, uh, what's that called? Um, they do it. They punish you in jail. Nobody gets rehabbed in jail unless you're like in Sweden and then mm-hmm. get rehabbed. But you get made worse. And if you go into solitary confinement, mm-hmm. you can go crazy. Mm-hmm. So basically, that made him crazy. Now he's bloomed. He's love. He thinks about everybody. You know, it just took... Uh, but but the way he did it then, he would make people mad, and they would be upset for hours at him. And 15 minutes later, I'd watch him, and he'd start standing up straighter and feel alive, feel good, because he got beat on by everybody. And that made him feel, I come here, I'm alive. I got some feedback that I'm actually here. <laughs> so then let's go back to the physical ergonomics. Mm-hmm. So that's your key is letting go of negative emotional stuff as you go along. If you got it, you keep it. You're going to go, and we're human, so we're going to, don't try to restrict these things. When you restrict your emotional flows, that's energy in motion, blood, life is in the blood, according to the Bible, and it's absolutely true, mm-hmm. But and it parallels on an energetic level, mm-hmm. emotion. Mm-hmm. So when you force an emotion down and you don't express it, you don't want to express all your anger, you inhibit yeah. more than yeah. what you ever express, yeah. but repetitive restriction of emotion yeah. restricts blood, restricts Life flows, energy, and your attunement to your alignment with God. Absolutely. Frequency. So keep letting it go. Keep recognizing. Keep. So these are things that will help you throughout the day. And then on the physical ergonomics, um, for a person like me, for the majority of us, there are some of us that are pretty straight. A lot of us have a head forward. But we don't do strong exercises from our old concepts of point A to point B, push. Mm-hmm. No. We simply breathe into the tissues. Like right now, I just lift my, uh, and this is from the Bible. You, you say that part about lifting your eyes up. Yeah. So anyway, you didn't say it. So right. lift up my eyes and to the hills from whence cometh my oh, help. Oh, yeah. I lift up my eyes to the hills uh, from where cometh my, my help come from okay. the Lord. But uh, I, was, I was talking about. Well, that's a physical the, economics. David, David, where he talks about. Hear my cry, O Lord. And uh, that was the discussion we had earlier. Yeah. I hear my cry, O Lord. I turn unto my prayer. Uh, from the hell of the earth will I cry unto you. Uh, but when my heart is overwhelmed, mm-hmm. lift 
take me to the rock that's higher than high. Yeah. So that's a symbolic of <laughs> lifting your head up. Is that what you're saying now? <laughs> well, the other one that I just said was more about Which is, yeah. It matches. The rock that's the, higher the, than high. Yeah. So ergonomics was in the Bible. Yeah. Lift up your eyes into the Lord. Yes. When you lift your eyes up, neurolinguistic program proved out that you go into intuition. Right. Intuition, one scientist told me, yeah. what's intuition? So he said, well, that's when you get 10,000 bits of information in a millisecond. Right. <laughs> so it's coming from God. You're getting information. You're getting knowledge that you don't have in your linear memory mind from the past that other people put together. You're getting the new thought, the new creations, the new inventions, the new ideas, following the flow, and it's just beautiful. So first, lift up your eyes. So if I'm sitting here with my head slightly tilted forward, right, it's not nothing in my brain or my breathing is operating as well as if when I lift my eyes up, Wow, my head went up and followed it. So allow your body to follow that. Is awesome. that. So just allow your body to follow that is awesome. looking up. And see if you feel better in any way. Well, the back of your neck should be less stressed. But here's the thing. most What I would do with most people is we all have the ability to cut off our feelings and our awareness. And we've been doing it since early childhood. And we need to do that to work hard, to push past, to support a family. So like me... And my supporting four children and a wife and having a really rocky marriage, a lot of hell going on. Yeah. Um, I worked with fear. Even though I worked with love, I worked overtime, 10 hours, doing deep body work. So I ruined my hands. And I think about how did my hands get fixated forward in a curve till you know a couple of years ago when I yeah. started working, fixing yeah. them, allowing them to, allowing them to come flexible and again and so that i think okay you had fear you overworked because you thought you had to make more money to support everybody yeah and you might lose your job work 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 be the best there is right (laughs) and so i didn't take care of myself at the end of a day did i stretch at the end of an appointment Mm -hmm. and straighten out no i gotta do more go 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 you know i had the strong they say i had the strongest hands of anybody ever knew when i could go forever but Eventually, actually, things fixated in curves forward when I retired. It was really weird. Yeah. So my hands were just hard as a rock, and then I did the Avison machine, which assists by warming up the body, especially when we're older and colder. When you warm up the body internally, all of your chemistry works better, and your muscles get softer. So my hands now stretch, but you can use this and or yoga or posturing or all different things to release these tight, hard muscles or tight, hard fascia that pull you down and forward, which is a common thing. And a lot of us have other intricate things, but that's an, I would say that the, the head forward, round shoulder, leaning forward past center with the chest and is the overlay of all the other problems in the body. If you can get that one off, that is really and you great. can, if you can line, if you can just, like in your car at the end of at the end of a work day, instead of leaning forward, reaching out for the steering wheel, rounding your shoulders, see how much you can bring that steering wheel towards you and down. Right. See how much you can move your chair forward right. so your shoulders aren't rounded. Because when they are rounded, they pitch your neck and head forward. All right. And then you can't breathe as well. You yeah. can't think as well. Absolutely. So if you want creative thought, intuition, connection to God, 
having your cranium balanced upon your atlas who holds up your world. Right. These old timers, you know, centuries ago in Greece, they knew what they were talking about. They didn't atlas. Have center. Yeah. Yeah. And there's two types of atlas. chiropractors yeah. that one saved me. I had about Axis and Atlet. Atlas and Axis. Axis, right there. And yeah. they're right there. And that's, that's, that's and those have different meanings, right? That has a lot to do uh, with positioning. With left the axis vibration, out, right the center, right? The center, Atlas axis. Axis. Atlas. axis, you can rotate. Yeah. You can Atlas. Yeah, without that. That's the world. Yeah. Axis, right? Yeah. When you look at them with different meaning, yeah. it explains Thank everything you. that we just mentioned. <laughs> so, so, so the, the deal is, my opinion, for higher, for more, to, you can do a lot of motivations on this. If you want your brain awesome. to work better, stay away from, you know, move away from Alzheimer's and dementia and things like that. You need to keep the blood flow up and the blood flow is restricted. It is. And the way you think is restricted and downed if your head's down and forward. Yeah. So prayer, in my opinion, was imposed in the Catholic Church to put your head down and forward. You weren't connecting to God. You were bowing down to the control of the church in the old days. So if you lift your if you go down on your knees on a prayer bench, it lines your body up pretty well for most people. If you then lift your head up, lift your eyes up, let go of the bad posturing of head forward and shoulders down, and then lift your hands up to your heart, oh my, my, what a flow. What a I'll, lift, flow. I'll lift up my head onto the heel from where come in my head, my head coming from the law, will create heaven and earth. <laughs> and yeah, and I think uh, it's very important. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. McGann, for sharing that. Um, um, it, it's very important to know that when it comes to prayer, you know, as a child growing up, I grew up in a Baptist church. My, mm -hmm. uh, I, <laughs> uh, uh, everything Baptist, uh, and I know growing up how I grew up, if you're not praying with your head bowed down, uh -huh. you're not praying to God. Uh -huh. Or if you're not praying, kneeling beside the bed, then you're not, you have not started praying. So at that time, all we had in our mind and our psychic is that for God to really hear your prayer, your head has to be bowed and you have to be on your knee. <laughs> and that is how God hears you. And, and, and you have to understand that God, God, God is in all things and God is in everything. And you can pray to God in any position and oh, he yeah. is absolutely you can, you, listening and to that's, you. And that's something I have yeah. to say. Is everything I'm saying is yes. true and not true because yeah. you can bypass it all. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're curled up right. in the ball yeah. and you can just let go and you yeah. go into love. Yeah. Now you're connected. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Without any of all this stuff. Absolutely. But to live longer, have a better brain and to yeah. breathe better and to have less disease, yeah. it would be good to do some physical alignment to the degree you can. Key point. I talked about the atlas. You joined in with the atlas axis and the cranium, say the fontanelle, when they're holding your head, yeah, should be yeah. over that in yeah. alignment. But if you don't have a base neck, and if your shoulders are forward, you don't have a base to put that on. Yeah. So the thing is, just lean back. Yeah. Put some lumbar support in and some back support in. Lean your yeah. chair back until without effort. There you go. Your head is balanced. And, and I like the, how you really emphasize that. And I think that is one wisdom that I gained from you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the ease that you present ergonomics and the ease with which you allow people to come into that wellness without struggle. You know, yeah. Struggle creates, struggles based out of fear. And that is really fear. good. That is awesome. You know, yeah. It, 
the very struggle is the fear. So me, I've been running a fear-based life, even though, you know, I'm a very loving person. Yeah. But my thing to make a living and support the kids and support the wife and do this and do that. Yeah. And even to help people, yeah. you know, was a fear base that if they need help, I need to be there and save their life right now. Right. That was military training. Right. You got to move fast, right? right. And so when he's in trouble. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I let go of all that stuff. I have to keep letting go of yeah. all that. So I can breathe because even then I got excited and it restricted my breathing, thinking about fear of can I help somebody before they, yeah. you know, get that's that's awesome. Else. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. McGann. Uh, we are going to uh, uh, close it up today, and I uh, I hope our listener listening. Last week we talked about function and structure, and I think you took it to another level today. Emotion function and structure. That's what I get from everything that you said. Mm -hmm. So your emotion, function, and your structure, they are all interrelated. They're yeah. always relating with each other, right? If you want to change your emotion so many times, you have to change your structure, reposition your structure, and then of course the functionality, the blood flow, because blood flow is again, is what is the core of healing. Mm -hmm. When blood flow is restricted, that is the cause of pain, that is cause of Eric, that is the cause of so many things that is not right in our body, and we respond to that. But when there is blood flow as a result of the correction of the structure, and that is what our practice uh, uh, emphasizes a lot about subluxation, correcting subluxation and all that in the body. And then again, mm -hmm. correcting subluxation boils back, back to, again, allowing those vessels to open, those connective tissues to connect, to be in the right position, to increase the blood flow. And so we are well and we feel good. And so the emotion, the emotional part of it, I think you take it to that level. It's very, very important. It's also interconnected to the function and the structure. So that's 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 very good to know. And I, I, I it's really when, a blessing. When we were talking about how to release this stuff, I said to me, bring it up last week. Yes. Bring it up as it is. Now, that right. doesn't mean throw it out on somebody. <laughs> that just means... <laughs> yeah. Go by yourself if you have to. If you start yelling, screaming, hollering, or you yeah. want to do that to somebody, walk away. Go somewhere. Yeah. Breathe. Do your ergonomic balancing, and yeah. you'll start letting go of that anger and that hurt and that Absolutely. pain. Absolutely. That's coming from a belief system in you that it should be different. They Absolutely. should be different. Well, they should be just whoever they are, however they are. Absolutely. And if it's not right for you, it's really Absolutely. not yours to judge them, but you just say, well, I judge it. It's not right for me. Absolutely. And... Go do something else. It's more fun and joyful. That is observation. <laughs> that is observation. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, see, see, not not being judgmental is not an absence of observing, knowing, or seeing, or noticing. You can notice. It's okay to observe. It. The judgment comes when you absorb that which you observe. Judgment is an expression of. It's it's an expression of that which you observe versus absorbing. It's an it's it's a it's a result of absorbing that which you observe. I can observe something. I don't necessarily have to agree with it or go with it or think that is good for me. And I, and I keep it at that level of observation. It's just, okay, I'm observing this. This is just what it is. Now, when I absorb it, I get it into my realm of emotion. Then I discover it and then my expression of it now, that judgment is a result of that, right? The, the, my Me expressing that which I have absorbed as a result of what I observe, that is where judgment comes in place. And, and that is what becomes self-poisoning. And that's where self-poisoning comes into okay. place. Two things. Number one, what you observe, you're observing through your own eyes, through yeah. your own belief systems, like, yeah. the, like the girl there we, we talked about. There we go. That every time I was nice to her, she thought I was going to do something to her right. and get her in trouble. So right. it made her sick just being nice to her, right? Exactly. But so the other thing, 
That was probably enough right there. <laughs> no, no, no. You're absolutely right because oh, again, yeah. I, you 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 drill it deeper to say even your observation. Okay. How you observe and what you observe is actually related to what your belief system has been and what your past knowledge has been and what your foundation has been, and that's very very okay. true. For me, within my realm of, um, I just got a new level of understanding of judge not needs to be judged. So basically, we're observing through our beliefs. Therefore, we're observing through our judgments. Absolutely. Because we're judging right and wrong according to what we put together yep. to be good ourselves or important ourselves yep. or whatever. So if somebody's not doing what we think is good, we think they're you know, not right. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a discussion with them and they're needing to be right themselves strongly, they go into an argument with you or you go into an argument with them. Their reality, their thing is okay you got to meet them where they're at and love them that's right and when it brings up not love for you you can thank them for bringing up your bad program notice it go work it out yourself don't throw it out on them because you're killing yourself anyway absolutely but on judgment judge not least to be judged it's not so we've been talking about judgment like negative judgment he said judge not least to be judged it's both ways if you judge something to be good and positive doesn't make you happy uh -huh. doesn't make you feel better uh -huh. And then that thing I was telling you about today where I find good in all things. So everything that goes wrong and bad in my life. That's right. I get something good out of it. So I switch it over to a good judgment and I get happy that it happened because I gain out of it. Boils right. down to perspective, perspective, yeah. perspective again. That's all we have for this episode. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And how you can support this show again is give us five stars, whether you're listening on Hi Hi Radio, Apple, Apple, Apple. Apple Podcast or whatever platform you're in or you're listening to uh, Radio Influence or whatever it is, uh, give us a five-star rating and that is how you support us. This is That is how this broadcast reach many more people. Uh, if you believe you are being blessed, you're being inspired by this podcast, share it with other people. Give five-star and I advise other people to also give us five-star. If uh, uh, and how to reach us, whether to suggest something or to ask a question, is info at drbenisrael.com. Info at drbenisrael.com. Uh, in the subsequent episode, we are going to be sharing so many products, uh, recommendations for how we can uh, deal with pain from the physical level, you know, from the body level and how we can again remember and emotion emotional. increase okay. the emotion so that we can improve the structure and again improve the uh improve the function of our body whether you're dealing with arthritis uh fibromyalgia or whatever it is any kind of pain in the body uh look out for that we're going to be introducing so many products and so many ways on how we can uh, improve our well health and wellness and become the whole that we are spirit soul and body Thank you very much for listening to us. Again, this is Dr. Ben Israel on Spirit, Soul, and Body. Shalom.